By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Right, Shelly? That's absolutely correct. I'm going to dial a phone number here. I want to see what's kind of... You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready yes. for this? Okay, here we go. going to make a call here. It's one ringy-dingy. Hey, how you doing, partner? Hey, Smash. How you doing, man? I'm fine waking up. Uh, some people would call it a normal time of day. Others would call it a torturous time of day, but nevertheless, glad to be waking up. This is the the Smash. Shelly and I have been talking about you. I mentioned you on here last week. Uh, I talked to you last week. I think you are, to this day, still the radio god. <laughs> is, that, is that with a, a capital G or a little G? <laughs> it's a big G. Um, oh, it is, okay. Okay. <laughs> we talked about you on the air last week because, and I hope you yeah. don't mind we talking about this, you're going sure. through some health issues, correct? Is it safe to say that? Uh, I'm. The, the key is I'm going through them. I'm not stuck in them. Good. So, yeah, I'm going through them. And so I talked about it on the air last week that everybody should think positive thoughts for you. Say yeah, prayer, that kind right of stuff. Right. And Shelly even said to me, you think he's doing okay? I go, let's call him and talk to him on the air. So here he is right now, right? <laughs> right on. Now. I'm, do- I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing okay, and I'm getting ready to do better. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, you have been, when did you first come to St. Louis? I uh, started up uh, January of 88. At Casey. Yeah. You have been, matter of fact, you were originally born and raised in Indy, correct? I was born in uh, a town called Varia in an area called Macedonia in a country called Greece. That's right. You were born in Greece. <clears throat> the country. Yes. And, and not, yeah. where, not where they fry the donuts, right? Now, <laughs> That's now, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, when did you come to the United States? When did you come to the United States? I came August of 1951. I was two years old at the time. Wow, you just gave away your age. You know that? <laughs> okay, so so you started in radio in Indy, correct? I started up in uh, in Indianapolis in 77. Wow, you've been at this a while. And, and I have to tell you, I've told the story on the air. Tell the story about you going to D.C. For a couple of years prior to my taking the job in D.C. at D.C. 101, which was one of the premier rock and roll radio stations of that era. And um, I was fortunate enough to be the voice of the station for a couple of years. Then they said, we're going to need an afternoon guy. Would you be contemplative of making a move to D.C.? So I went over there and I auditioned with uh, a guy named Howard Stern. And in that audition, I was on uh, like a Monday and Tuesday. Uh, his partner, Robin Quivers, uh, was uh, just sitting in the other room listening, and I was Robin for uh, a couple of days. And so I did my audition with them. They brought me in after the second day and said, listen, we'd like to have you in uh, in the afternoons and be stern in the morning, smash in the afternoons. So it uh, took about six months to negotiate that contract, and we got it done. And then I come to D.C., <laughs> Six months uh, later, and they got me up at uh, one of the hotels. It was funny because when they were first courting me, they had me in a really nice hotel. Then once I was hired, it was a really nice hotel. <laughs> it was funny, the difference. Nevertheless, uh, I got up because I'm supposed to meet the boss 
Mr. Labar, Golf Labar, Godfrey Labar was his name. Everybody just called him Golf. Golf Labar. Meet him at 10 a.m. And so I'm getting up and turning on the radio. I'm listening to DC 101, listening to Stern. And as I'm listening to him, he's just carrying on Stern style. And I'm thinking to myself, holy mackerel, I'm going to love being on this station because this guy's getting away with everything. And one of the things he was doing was lambasting to a harsh degree Golf Labar, the general manager, the part owner of the station. And he was like really complaining on him. So I looked at my wife and I said, man, if, if this dude don't get fired, I don't know what. And if he doesn't, this is going to be a great place to work. And <laughs> so uh, I get to the station a little bit before 10 a.m. And at 10 a.m., the secretary comes in. Howard Stern had just gotten off the air. And she said, would you mind waiting? Mr. Labar is going to be speaking with Howard uh, Stern, with Howard. And I said, sure. So I waited. And two and a half hours later, <laughs> I'm, I'm still sitting in the lobby. Two and a half hours later, the secretary, as they were called in those days, secretary comes out to me and said, Mr. Labar will see you now. So I go back in there and uh, he said, uh, he used to smoke this humongous Cohiba type of cigar. It was big, it was thick, it was stinky, but he was general manager. So he sat through that stuff and he was sitting there smoking his cigar. And he said, I just fired Howard. <laughs> I thought to myself, well, I, I, I figured that. Okay, I figured that. I said that to my wife. That if he doesn't get fired today, I don't know what. Anyway, he said, I just fired Howard. You start tomorrow. And I thought, oh, no, I am I go by musician's hours. You know, I, I don't wake up at 3 in the morning. I go to sleep at 3 in the morning. And uh, so I was kind of like in anguish within my mind and in my heart and in my spirit. He said, you're going to cover for Howard until I find his replacement. Wow. Okay, so. I went in. I went in the next day. The word had gotten out that uh, Howard had gotten fired, and I went in the next day. And I was the uh, I was Mr. Labar's target practice, shall we say? The people were calling in, and they were firing on me. They were mad on uh, mad at me, as if I was the guy who got Stern fired, and I'm the guy who's replacing him. Uh, Anyway, I did that for two months until they found a guy uh, called the Grease Man. The Grease Man comes in. He replaces Stern. I moved to the afternoons. And uh, without being braggadocious, just straight up numbers, uh, we ruled D.C. for the, the six, seven years I was there. It was spectacular. And it was Howard Stern who uh, helped me get that job through the interview. And uh, it was funny because he was doing this movie, Private Parts. They called me a few years later and said, uh, hey, do you have any of your uh, introductions for Howard? And I had them. And I thought, oh, all right, they're going to ask me to be in the movie. And uh, all they wanted to do was hear him. So that the guy who they did hire as the announcer knew how to deliver the uh, here's how it's turned out. Wow. Up. So they just used yeah. you as like a reference for the other voiceover guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But, uh, He's uh, always been kind to me. I've had friends call us. He has talked about me at various points in time. And uh, he and I 
you know, one of the things that uh, especially a lot of younger broadcasters don't know is that one of the best ways to become a uh, a top banana is to know how to be the second banana. <laughs> and so, and so in those days when uh, those two days when I auditioned with Stern. Uh, the thing that left these folks impressive was that I didn't try to take over the show. And that's one of the things that Mr. Labar told me was one of the reasons we hired you is because you didn't try to steal the spotlight from Howard. And so, you know, Ed McMahon's a blatant example of it. You got to know how to be uh, the best second banana you can be so that uh, you let the top banana shine so that you're at least uh, involved in the bunch of bananas. So you were hired the day he got fired, and you lasted <laughs> you lasted seven years. And at one point in time, DC 101, wasn't it like the top-rated rock and roll station in the country? Yeah, it was uh, like the five top stations in the country, and it was one of the top five. Oh, my God. Yeah, those were the days. Smash, those were the days. Smash look, I appreciate you. Uh, let me put you on the air this morning. Um, yeah. You're, you're getting better every day. And... Uh, our listeners, all three of them, are are thinking good thoughts about you. <laughs> you think I'm we kidding. got four or five now because I told them it's going to be on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we got a whole bunch, right? Uh, a bunch of bananas. Anything, anybody, anybody, anything, any, can, can, anything we can do for you? No, I'm cool, man. I let this stuff lay low. I don't put it on Facebook or nothing. Like I said, I'm I'm going through it. Everybody goes through things, and the key is to go through it. Don't get stuck in it because then the quicksand will pull you down. But I just I go through it, man, and uh, in going through it, I, you know, I believe in the Lord, and I believe in the uh, potency of uh, prayer, and I, with that belief, I'm able to go through all this stuff and come out on the other side in a big positive. So I'm uh, out for a while. I uh, will be back in the new year, man. Okay, I'll keep in touch. I'll call you a couple weeks. See how you're doing. How's that sound? You are loved and appreciated, all you guys over there for taking care of me. Because the uh, the stations have taken care of me. Have taken to my, my people's praise party thing that I do on Sundays there, and we're still we're, and, we're still running it. I uh, know I appreciate it because I get all kinds of grief from people because the uh, Jesus music show, because growing up, I love gospel music. I went to all kinds of different churches and uh, I was brought up Greek Orthodox by my mom and Jewish by my father is one of those interracial type of marriages, as they called them back then, interfaith marriages. But it was like an interracial marriage back then, quite controversial. And um and uh, I just went to a number of uh, different churches and came to love gospel music. And so that's what I play on uh, Sundays on the People's Praise Party. And in uh, doing so, people have uh, said, Smash, aren't you the guy who created the Smash Adult Party Games? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the biggest X-rated things I've ever seen in my life. I said, yeah, but the, that, the key is the word is was. <laughs> I don't do those anymore, although I got offered a lot of money to... Uh, Go back to uh, Pops for their, because I used to do them at Pops all the time. Go back for their, like, 50th anniversary or whatever it was and said, the best thing, the biggest thing we've ever done here is the Smash Adult Party games. Would you recreate them? And I said, no, I don't think I could go see my my friends at church or with People's Praise Party doing the Smash Adult Party game. Huh. But, uh, hey, you know, we were where we were and we are where we are, man. Hey, man, have a real good day. I'll give you buzz in a couple weeks. I'll check out with you. you guys. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye.
with appreciation. Uh, bye. Bye. What a great guy he is. He really is just a phenomenal human and, being. And what a lot of people don't realize, he does tons of charity work. I mean, for, he does. For years, he was the ring announcer for the, which is coming up next month, which is tomorrow, for the Guns and Hoses. Guns and Hoses, yes. He was the ring announcer for Guns and Hoses for a long time. Okay, anyway, we went over with Smash, uh, which was worth it. Uh, it absolutely, it was. He's. Um, Shall we say, in the last several months, have had some health issues, and um, one point in time was not good. So he's doing much better. And uh, once again, if you believe in the power of positive thinking, believe in the power of prayer, and he does, think some positive thoughts for the smash and say some prayers for the smash because uh, he's still... Okay, I do know that he... um is trying to keep it low key. Yes, and doesn't really want people to, you know, know where he's at and that kind of stuff. But anyway, he's a good guy. Been around a long time. Uh, once again, uh, you know, I mean, he's got. You talk about a guy's got some radio stories. That guy's got some radio stories. Oh, I bet he does. Um, and and once again, I mean, imagine he's hired to be like Howard Stern's sidekick. Shows up for work the first day, and Stern gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> moves his family, you know, into D.C. Can you imagine that? I mean, God, you know, you, you show up for a new job, and all of a sudden the guy you, you were hired to be with is gone. And then people hate you because you take over for him, and they think that you had something to do with the fact that he got fired. So, Yes, they, that, that's the way people are. That's where the way the radio biz used to be. Unfortunately, it's not that way anymore. So, uh Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.